You're listening to the Wouldn't It Be Cool podcast with Chris Dempsey. Welcome to episode seven, people. Wouldn't It Be Cool podcast. I'm Chris Dempsey, your host. Um, first of all, thanks, 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 thanks. Thank everybody so much for tuning in, checking it out, subscribing. Um, it's been really awesome. I've had a few people reach out and tell me that they're loving it and they're tuning in every time. I think it's so cool. I love it. Um, if you haven't subscribed yet, please do at iTunes or any one of your podcast outlets. Um, and uh, email me, let me know how it's going, especially after this episode, because this episode is um, recorded remote on a rooftop, and uh, I like the way it sounds. I don't quite speak close enough for some of it to the microphone, but Claire, the rock star she is, leans right in and she sounds great, but I want to do more of them like this. I want to do more of them remote and cool places, so I want to know if the sound works for you. So reach out, let me know stuff. You can reach me at wouldn't it be cool podcast at gmail.com and my Facebook page, um, wouldn't it be cool? Uh, I'm on Instagram too, wouldn't it be cool? Uh, so please let me know what you're thinking. So this episode is my friend Claire, Claire Price. She's awesome. She is a uh, prolific artist. She does. Um, she's been in the music industry. She has uh, is a photographer. She's a painter, and she's just amazing at all of them, and done all of them professionally. And uh, we we sort of chat about that life being a struggling artist, being a successful artist, being a struggling artist, being a successful artist again, and uh, what that's like, what, why she has to do it, uh, what it means to her. So it's pretty cool. Um, I think that's it. Uh, enjoy the show. We are rolling. All right. We're live. With the authentic sounds of Brooklyn in the background. That's right. Yeah, to set the scene, we're sitting on top of uh, Claire's roof, on top of her apartment on the roof deck. Planes flying directly over us. You can probably hear them. That's right. I see the uh, Manhattan skyline behind her. What do you see? Um, I see incoming airplanes that are going flying overhead regularly. <laughs> and, uh, oh, that's okay. I kind of. That- that, that's probably just uh, West Brooklyn. Um, I don't really know my right? east from west, to be honest. I am just getting my bearings. We've got we've been here since January, so yeah. sort of six months. I know where I am. I know what's around the corner for me. I know how to get to Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of the way I am. I haven't York. been to Queens or New Jersey. Yeah, we went to Queens last night. Oh yeah, we that's right. Omawali's uh, fight. It was pretty wild, but it was. Um, yeah, that was the first time I had it. Well, this is my first visit to Brooklyn. Right. Ever. How are you finding it? I like it. We were, uh, I came with Bella and we were talking about uh, next time we come, we want to explore Brooklyn a little more because here yeah. we just sort of came here. It's really cool. It's nice. It's People are really friendly. That's the biggest like 
thing that I recognize. Yeah. Having moved from France. Yeah. We're yeah. wondering if there's like, you know, are there neighborhoods in Brooklyn where you just kind of like trip around and shop and hit a couple of different... Yeah, I think know? like Williamsburg is kind of got oh, yeah. the hip cafes and you know but I've, I've i've been there a couple of times but yeah there's parts of brooklyn where you can uh like downtown i guess yeah there's pockets of things and then park slope's got a little thing going on with cool cafes and right on. yummy mummies and strollers with babies and all yeah, that yeah, sort of stuff yeah, yeah. we usually go to uh we're just in manhattan we that's that's what we did all the yesterday. Yeah, actually, yeah, we were in Manhattan yesterday, and I I really enjoyed it. If I could afford to live there, I would enjoy living oh, there. Oh, would I you? Think. That would be your first choice. Well, it's just it's Manhattan, you know. It's yeah. like the center of the world. Right. And we were playing in the Union Square playground, and it's just that much more fancier than the one down the road. Right. And uh, the they dog did. park, all the dogs are like really nice, well-behaved dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they're from Manhattan. They're supposed to, they have to be. <laughs> were you there? Did, I was, um, we were in Union Square, the big farmer's market. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we didn't go to that, but I have been before. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, kind of a nice central area. I think it's pretty cool they do that. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. Some of it is a massive effort. Like Although on, it's on expensive, I think, because, you know, in France every sort of neighborhood had a market and right. it was the best place to go get fresh produce and you'd get it cheaper than the supermarkets. Whereas right. here, fam- farmer's markets, like fancy dandelion greens for $7 for like five stalks of yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. sort of yeah. stuff. And you're just like, hmm. We did a, uh, we got a one quart of strawberries. Yeah, it was like $7. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. The prices here, uh, the rent prices are ridiculous. Oh my God. When you guys told me what you pay, it's like, I know. it's incredible. Well, Paris, I mean, you know, well, Paris is not as expensive as London and London's not as expensive as New York. And is, but I understood, I thought I was aware that um, San Francisco is even more expensive, is, right? It's like one of the most expensive cities. Yeah, I believe so. Right? Yeah. Which is just crazy. I mean, I, I, I literally, how do people do it? Yeah, I, I know. Well, there's that Patty Smith uh, quote where she said that if, you know, I was an artist today, there's no way I'd live in New York City, you know, because yeah. it's just not tenable. You can't really you know be a struggling artist and live here although one thing that i am excited about it is that there's lots of uh apparently lots of artists in brooklyn lots of every time i i discover a new artist like on the internet or you know through media and it'll be no matter where from where in the world they're from as lives and works in brooklyn and yeah. so every time i'm driving past these kind of dilapidated buildings i'm like i'm sure there's some cool scene going on inside yeah, there and yeah. it kind of yeah it makes me feel like there is a scene because but there wasn't much of an art scene in Paris. There is not much of an art no. scene? No. Really? I mean, I kind of was drawn to go to live in Paris because of the legend of all of the artists that yeah. congregated there, but it ended up... Yeah, there's not a buzz. There's not a, you know, there's not an undercurrent of youth that are doing interesting things. Like, there, there are, there are you know, scatterings of people doing interesting things, but yeah. there's no community. There's no vibe or buzz or, you know... There's no galleries that are or people that are you know supporting that whole oh, that's thing. That's interesting. You would have you would have thought. Yeah, you would have thought. Yeah. But is it more of a foodie? foodie um, not even. I mean, the rest of the world are foodies, but I mean they they do food their way, and it's wonderful the way that the French do their food. But 
um, I don't know foodies like I know in the in the anglophone world. You know, because the French are, they're really interested. They they do great food as a part of their regular life, like whether it be the cheeses or the right, wines right. or the charcuterie or. Um, or just recipes that, you know, they, they don't tend to, um, they do things traditionally. Like, I remember the first time I made a salad and I put like a honey soy dressing in it. And my first boyfriend in France was just like, what the hell? He's like, he, it had never occurred to him that you could put anything but a vinaigrette on a, right, you know, with balsamic right, oil and mustard. That was the only thing that you, you know. So, like, they, they, whereas we have got these fusions of all of the different cultures that we've been assimilating mm. for already you know 100 years yeah. and especially coming from somewhere like New Zealand where we're just immigrants from all over the place and we're quite close to Asia so there's lots of Asian oh. influence and plus we're an island nation so we've got lots of good seafood and and so you know and a modern chef is not not scared of doing something that's got you know uh, you know curry through it or Asian flavors or yeah. influences from all over the world Singapore noodles or something like that that does not happen in France that's interesting yeah and actually the level of food that you get in just the regular cafes and brasseries isn't actually that good interesting compared to what you get in well New Zealand and Australia for example people are really into food yeah and if you open a restaurant it needs to be pretty good or otherwise you won't su- survive you know right 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 I feel like New York has a lot of good food like that too. Like, yeah, like even yeah, it does. A, even kind of a smaller, uh, like you said, like a cafe right around town is really good food. Yeah, you know, you run into really great. No, it's true. Uh, there's lots of things that I yeah like. Hello, we have Jasper with us. <laughs> yeah, is my little, not quite two year old, who wants he's fascinated by the microphone and the headphones. He's going to grow up being a little New Yorker. Well, that's funny you say. We were just, we were, Bella and I went down to the, um, the coffee shop right around the corner. We're walking back and this guy comes walking out and he's like a, you know, younger, hip dad carrying a skateboard, but kind of graying hair. Yeah. And then his son is riding a unicycle next to him. With oh, like, so you know, like, you know, awesome. like some ba- bag slung around his shoulder and he's kind of got long hair and Bella just immediately says, that's Jasper. That's going to be Jasper. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it is. I do love a city that's got real crazy characters, though. I mean, it, oh, yeah. I love that about big cities like Paris or New York or even London, which yeah. I've, I've spent a lot of time in all of those cities, um, that you, you can be yourself. It doesn't yeah. matter where you're from. And if you want to wear your clothes on backwards, like people aren't even going to look twice I here. I was, just, I was literally, Belle and I were sitting in another coffee shop like around uh, when we were walking around Manhattan. That's exactly what I said. I said, what I love about the city is that it's just anything goes, you know, anything goes like, no, there's no, there is sort of no cool, no hip because yeah. whatever you're doing just is what it is. Yeah. And Another uh, thing that I've been noticing about Brooklyn, cause a lot of people drive around with um, rap music on really loud is that it's kind of occurred to me that this is where rap music was born, you know, like in the right. rest of the world, we've been um, borrowing terminology that, you know, um, phrases that come up in, uh, in rap music. And now, uh, you know, you'll just be coming around the corner. And even the way that some of the um, guys talk on the street, you know, they, they actually rap. It's really lyrical and yeah. it's, uh, it's kind of culturally fascinating. Yeah, the heat's making them. <laughs> he, he wouldn't 
as a mom. Oh. <laughs> drink out of this. Maybe I'll take them downstairs. Okay. Drink. Mm. Water. It's pretty hot up here. Yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna edit this out, right? <laughs> no editing. This is a uh, this is a one mic, one take. All right. Life happens. Um. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting culturally. I mean, yeah. but I, I was like I was saying, I, I just I love that about the city. I love that, you know. Um, you just the characters are all over the map yeah and and like i said they're just they're kind of no cool is cool yeah you know and i really i, I appreciate that i like it a lot about it yeah, yeah. no there's these like old black dudes that sit on the street down the way and they they have the like either soul or rap music playing out of their car yeah. and they just hang out there i don't know they, they they don't work they might be retired or something like this and every day I walk down the street and when, you know, Jasper will start dancing to their music and they're just, they're so friendly and, mm. and loving. And, um, whereas in France, there's, you know, where, the, the way I was brought up was to, I always smile at people that I see on the yeah. street if I don't know them and I, I have an open energy. Whereas in France, it's, it's the exact opposite. They think that you might be mentally ill or right. trying to rip them off if you, right. <laughs> if you were too open. So... That sort of <laughs> mentally ill if you're too yeah open. like if, yeah. Well, it's it's like culturally not okay to just start talking to a stranger on the yeah. street the only the only term way it was okay to talk to a stranger on the street is if you are in a line and complaining about how slow the line is right yeah yeah exactly because the French love to complain yeah. and I love the French don't get me wrong but there are some things that it just lifts the quality of life to be you know saying hi to like there's these gangster dudes hanging out on the street and they're like, hey, baby, how you doing? I'm like, I'm good, you know? And yeah. instead of just, you know, people pushing into you and, oh, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's funny, our first walk, when, about, when we got here and yeah. we walked down to the, the, um, the Mexican truck for, for food. Yeah. And uh, we were walking down the street and this guy was standing out in front of oh, the yeah, bar. Oh, yeah, I saw him. see that? Yeah, yeah he gave and me like high five. We just like, we just like shook hands, <laughs> patted each other on the shoulder. Yeah. Like, how's it going, man? How's it going? Good, good. And I think that was like a, uh, if I'm a, not mistaken, that was like a tattoo it connection. It totally was a tattoo yeah, thing. Yeah, he had like the neck and the, you know, like it was a lot. Awesome. He just kind of looked me up and down. And just it was just like, it's a brother. You're like from my, from my planet. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Brother from the same planet. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty cool. It was funny. Yeah. And then there was another, we were walking down the street and there was a, yesterday we were walking to the T, to the train. And, uh, and there was a woman kind of shuffling along, sort of older lady, you know, kind of shuffling and, and, uh, and she looked to really be keeping to herself, you know, yeah. and, and after we said hi, you know, I said hi to her and then she instantly perked up. You know, she instantly was like, hey, you know, how you doing? Yeah. And, you know, I said, how you doing? And she's like, oh, you know, at least it's not raining. And like, just <laughs> kind of like was instantly happy yeah. and engaging and, you know, had like a nice conversation, cool, f few cool things to say. And I had that thought about like that instant looking at each other. I felt yeah. like she was, I don't know what the word is. She it wasn't like guarded as much as just not expecting and expecting just to, you know, yeah. act as if neither one existed and just go about the way. I think know? that's, you know, I mean, Bedstow, where, where we are, is a, a little town that I think used to be quite rough. It used to yeah. be quite ghetto. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're um, not too far from what I understand, one of the roughest spots yeah. around. But it, now it's changing. Like every second street, there's, you know, there's new buildings going up and yeah. there's people moving in. And it's just become. Um, the latest little Cartier that 
um, as affordable for people because it's it's getting so ridiculously. Is that like the next Williamsburg? Is that the way I understand? I don't know. It's just like of all the areas that moving back from you know Fort Greene, Clinton Hill, and you know this area that used to be less desirable is now desirable because it's the only place that people can afford, and then. Yeah. You know, the developers make the apartments a bit nicer and kick out the people, the you know, the poor yeah. people that have been on there forever. Yeah, there forever, and <laughs> so there's a real mishmash in this in this neighborhood, which yeah. I kind of like actually. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool. Um, we definitely noticed it, and it's cool. It's it's uh, and it's it's totally comfortable and fine. You know? Yeah, it's cool. I actually, there's a lot of Dominicans, and I never really thought about Dominican Republic. In fact, I didn't even know that it was one half of the same island that is Haiti is on. You know, there's just places that yeah, I never, yeah. you never think about or even the whole sort of Mexican food type thing, which I never really was exposed to in, in Europe. Right. Um, it's great. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, because that's you can't so find abundant here. Yeah. That's like, like, you could not find a jalapeno in Paris. <laughs> you could not find, well, I, even the mango that I ate this morning, mangoes are amazing. Yeah. Man- no mangoes in New Zealand? I don't know. We don't grow them. We might import them, but yeah. they'll be pretty expensive. Yeah, I'm sure you import them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now Mexican food is like, that's kind of a, nor- like, a, what would the word be? Like, s- s- normal. I don't yeah, know, like I fast food or one up from fast food or something. Yeah, yeah, just kind of a, go- a go-to. go Yeah. You know, like, a, especially for a vegan, so it's like a, it's a, yeah. it's a go-to, uh, just do Mexican food because it's everywhere. And, yeah, and rice and beans can't yeah. go wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's filling. Which is important to me. Um, yeah. So, where'd you start with your art? Because um, you're so you're you know you're you're so uh, incredibly diverse and uh, proficient at several different arts. Oh, thank you. Um, so, what kind of what was what was first for well, you? I, I guess I, you know, I studied art in high school, and I. I it was one of those things that when you were a little kid and I was able to draw yeah. and then you kind of become a bit famous at school for it, right, you know, right, so yeah, that was yeah. like, the f- it's like a validation and a gratification or, or a little trick that you can do that makes the kids like you. So that yeah. became the first thing. And then, um, yeah, I did it through high school. High school, I had a really amazing art teacher in high school and she, uh, she taught me painting and printmaking and I did photography also at high school and mm. I was kind of top of my class and got really top marks in the in the uh you know uh, nationwide exams oh, cool. so that, that the sort of validation gave me confidence I guess I didn't yeah. I wasn't lacking in confidence that I could do that but then because I kind of knew that I could do that my first years at art school when I was studying photography I I wanted to do something that I didn't know that I could do right and that's when I decided that I wanted to do music uh-huh. and that was really hard in the beginning to, to convince people it was like coming out of the closet, like you know. Yeah. Actually, by the way, I want to, I want to, I want to sing. It's like, what do you uh, mean? You're a photographer. You're a painter. What are you doing? You're already good at this. No, you got two things you're really good at. You can't be a that. <laughs> Stop showing off. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't, I wasn't the greatest singer. But I really wanted to sing because of also the the great feeling of being, you know, mm. to to be able to to sing to express yourself through your voice is is kind of even a more pure mm. form of being able to create something. So. Yeah, that's, that's a good. I, I can I can picture that. Yeah, because you know, it's so it's it's 
you're, it's you yeah. singing. And when yeah. you create this art, it's you creating the art, but then it's over there. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Then you can sort of hide behind something and watch how people react. If, you know, if you're, yeah, if for sure. Your, for sure. Singing, you're just like right there and it's live and they're, yeah, you know, it's true. Yeah, that's cool. So I started teaching myself guitar when I was like 14 and then started writing songs, right, probably around 14, but more seriously when I was about 18. Yeah. And then I, um, I was, I was working actually as a photographer from the age of 18, so I was lucky that I also, you know, sold photographs or got hired because I know a lot of people that have tried to transition into photography and it, and it's one of those things also that, you know, there's a lot of people that can take great photos, but mm. it's it's hard to actually make a living out of it. So Yeah, it's interesting. Like, you can take a great photo, but can you get a great subject? Yeah. Right? Especially in fashion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, a lot of fashion photography is... As, as so much about the people that you work with right. like you can take you know I mean some of the photos fashion photos that I've taken in the last few years you know if it didn't have the great model the great hair the great styling I mean yeah. so much of the image is composed of those elements yeah. all I'm doing is knowing how to basically light and evoke something from the model and push the button you know yeah, yeah. but um yeah so I I think yeah, when I, I went to France when I was 25 and I was trying to continue to pursue music because I had one, I, I had a record deal when I was 23, I think, and put some stuff out, but it kind of went to custard and I was a bit disappointed and and I wanted to go somewhere where I was like, stuff it, I'm going to, <laughs> I'm coming to Europe and I'm going to yeah. make it big. Yeah. Because uh, New Zealand's quite small and everybody knows each other and or at least it seems that way. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I did that for like fifteen years. So when you were you were signed to Universal, correct? Yeah, I was signed to Universal Publishing in New the, Zealand. The, no, the first oh, okay. record contract I had was with a small label called Haha Records that was distributed through Festival okay. Mushroom. Right. So then, when you went to um, Paris, you were looking to uh, get another label. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Although I in in my time in Paris, I. I had three completely different music projects, which were both all, all different genres and basically written and recorded entire albums and two of them never got released. Mm -hmm. And then with my last band, Frank, we did release two EPs and recorded at least an album's worth of stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. so that was, was quite a, quite a journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. It's pretty wild, isn't it? Yeah, it's but I I'm I'm glad to not be chasing music anymore. Yeah. It, it was it became like a I remember reading this quote when I was really gung ho about making music, really passionate about it and it was the one of the women from ABBA was uh, said that she can't even listen to music in her house anymore. Like she she won't speak to anybody in the band and she's like she was so burnt out from the experience that uh -huh. she couldn't even listen to music in her house uh -huh. and I remember reading that going how is that even possible? How could you turn your back on music? Like yeah. music's been my life, but actually now I kind of get, <laughs> I yeah. kind of get it. Oh, just because I, it's just it's so hard. There's so so much of putting yourself out there and getting up on stage and giving your, you know, you've got to overcome the the fear and stress of being on stage, and then. People, people don't necessarily listen with all their heart all the time, you know. You do do great concerts where people are enthralled, but to get there you have to sit, sing mm. in how many shitty bars with drunk people mm. talking over the top of you and oh, just, I don't know. And then the disappointments of it and, you know, 
I don't know. In the end, yeah, is it kind of a is it kind of an all or nothing thing? You feel like with music, you know, like you either you've made it, and you you know you're kind of your past those struggles and well, I guess not necessarily because Abba Abba made it. Yeah, I know, but yeah. it's like I, the last few years that I was doing it, I had to tell myself that the joy had to be in the making of the music and playing with my band, and it was yeah. the, the the best part of it was the actual you know rehearsing and. Sometimes playing live was great, but, you know, just, yeah, writing the songs and making the arrangements and, and recording them and hearing how great that was in the studio, that was probably the best part for me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we were five people, so to get five people together, everybody's schedules meeting, plus the funds to get in the studio to, mm. you know, it just sort of, it ended up taking like years just to get things done and, and you know, it's uh, it was just like this kind of wrenched stomach that feeling that I had all the time of like, yeah. oh, hurry up, hurry up, ah, you uh, know. It's, it's like, fun. yeah, it was to actually to be to be free of that is good, and to be back to at least with photography and painting, if you if I want to make something, I can make something today. I can finish it today. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, you know, photography. If I'm going to shoot a person, I just find a person. But there's other things I can shoot that I don't need yeah. anybody, and and. You know, there's a diplomacy that has to go on in a band that, you know, you've got to be careful not to step on people's toes or as a singer, not to act like too much of a diva or various things. And when I went back to shooting fashion photography, I was really happy just to be the boss. <laughs> yeah, right. say, I'm the boss. This is how we're doing it. I appreciate your input, but we're doing it my way. <laughs> it's like that actually works quite well for me. Right. <laughs> Let's just be clear about it. Uh Huh. I'm not no. gonna let I'm not gonna let Bella hear this podcast. <laughs> no, I mean there's like there's many many great things to experience about music, and it's different yeah. for everybody as well, you know. Yeah, like, no, I know. Um, yeah. But I, you know, it could be music or anything else, but it's like life meets expectations. Like you have expectations, you have dreams, you have stuff that you hope to achieve, or you know how you how you want to see your life unfolding and you know there's a certain amount of disappointment when it doesn't work out the way you wanted it to or yeah. you know and it's but i think it's a a path of great courage to be a musician or to be oh an artist God, full, yeah. full stop you yeah. know it's i've only ever really worked freelance and you know you just got you got to adapt you've got to you know, if people say, oh, you do music and you do photography and you do painting, it's like I'm just doing whatever I can mm, to right. pull whatever I can out of the bag to avoid having a real job. That's basically why I'm doing this. It's not because I'm like, oh, look at me, I'm a Renaissance woman. Right. It's like, no, actually, I'm like, oh, oh, hang on, maybe I could do this and make some money or maybe I could sell something like this or sell a painting or, you know. But it's, yeah. I feel I, you. But I, I'm liking painting right now because um, photography as well is like a – there's a great things about collaborating with people and, and for somebody like me it can be really good to work with other people because things move along a lot faster. I tend to kind of twiddle my thumbs a lot yeah. and have bursts of creativity but then long periods of going self-doubt. <laughs> what right. am I doing? And um, So working in a team, you just – you don't have time to think those things. Yeah, you've got commitments. And but on the flip side, there is a lot of uh, lot to be enjoyed out of just you know 
yeah, facing a canvas or a piece of paper and just making something and, you know, it's kind of pure, I feel. Yeah. In totally. a way. How um, are you uh how are you getting your paintings, your current works out there now? Um well I was lucky enough to have a show, a solo show when I first got to New York in March and um I made quite a lot of connections through that and sold a few pieces and um and yeah, so I've got a lot of new work and I just need to go and contact some more people. I'd also like to make new works now as well. Yeah. Make a new series or two. Is the, uh, is the art game these days uh, much like the music game where you, uh, you have to have more than talent? You have to have um, yeah. social media savvy. Yeah, and yeah. You have to have marketing stuff. savvy. And I mean, the, the, the art market's probably even more disgusting than the music scene in a way but at least there's money in it yeah um yeah the, i mean i'm not intimately acquainted with the higher upper echelons of the art market but i certainly read enough about it to know that there's you know in the financial uh uncertainties of very wealthy people one of the places that they're putting money is as art so there's new money coming in through china and russia and people that are interested in collecting and so you know but it becomes it's not like a... It's a tricky investment. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's a hype machine as well. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's like there's a bit of emperor's new clothes going on. Yeah, like no every, everybody, somebody pointed over here and said, this person's amazing. Wow, what is it? It's a, it looks like a blank canvas. No, it's not. It's it's yeah. representing some, yeah. you it's know. The empty, we call it the empty mind. <laughs> it's worth a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, and then that's what I mean by like a, a tricky investment because, yeah, it's worth a million dollars. So someone goes, okay, I'll do it. And then... Yeah. Oh. Well, I think turns it, out. Yeah, it's it. There, there is a thing of getting in there. I mean, it's the same with music. If you can be validated, if you can be, but you, you your your art's got to make a connection as well. I mean, people uh, poo poo like Justin Bieber or Katy Perry or mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff. But the the reality is, is that they are making a product that mm. people are enjoying Absolutely. buying, even yeah. if you want to be snobby about it. You yeah. know. They, there is there is talent there, um, but it's um, th- if you look at that sort of genre of music that um, it, now you've got all the people trying to coming up trying to copy that style of music, and yeah. it's not the most uh, evolved type of music. It's kind of candy floss, you yeah. know, easy digestible, and you know, I mean, if you know how to m- make and arrange music, it's you know, it's kind of. I mean, I'm sure there's some skill to that making that kind of music, but it's kind of a bit generic. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, there's there's value in it because people people love it. You know, people on mass love it. Oh yeah. They sell millions and millions yeah, and millions, yeah. and it's not just the machine that puts them there. They people they people kids are connecting with them. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm a bit old fashioned when it comes to making art. Like I like an art piece of art to have an inherent aesthetic value or quality meaning that you know I, I want there to be some skill in you know in the in the work that I couldn't just easily go home and make that you know right whereas there's a lot of abstract work is at the moment that's um could be reasonably easy to make you know that's kind of hype in the hype machine yeah um but yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. 
yeah. It's funny. We were we were uh, at a restaurant and and someone point there was art for sale on the wall, you know, and and someone pointed, and, and I think the art was like say three hundred dollars or something, mm-hmm. you know, for it. I was gonna say you could put that in there if you want. But um, and you know, so there it's to one eye. Well, that's just a painting or drawing, mm-hmm. right? It's just mm-hmm. like a drawing of a rabbit. Mm-hmm. So three hundred dollars, and mm-hmm. I kind of had to. Um, I pointed out just even the the concept of how long it took, mm. just as a craftsperson. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I for mean? sure. It's like, well, don't forget that person like bought the canvas, bought the paint, sat yeah. down and painted. I mean, like, what do they what do they have into it? Like four or five hours at minimum. Yeah, probably a lot more than that. Yeah, you know. So what you're talking about, someone like trying to make a living. I know. Uh, that's that's not much money per hour. For I know. A skill and a talent and, and well, I mean, like if I sell a painting for four thousand dollars and my gallerist is taking fifty percent, right. which is standard, yeah. Which my gallerist luckily wasn't taking that much, but that leaves me two thousand dollars, of which yeah. I've got to pay taxes on, yeah, twenty twenty five percent. So now I've got fifteen hundred dollars mm-hmm. that covers my half of the rent. And how I don't sell a four thousand dollar painting yeah. every month, right? Right. I have sold some, but. Yeah. You know, to putting it into realistic terms of, you know, I mean, I really need my, I, re, I need to sell works for $15,000 or $30,000. Yeah. I mean, it's all, so th- yeah, like a $300 drawing, that's, you know, what am I going to do with $300? It, it costs me $200 every time I go to Whole Foods to buy food for yeah, my family. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's So it's, yeah, I mean, it's. But then you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of bad art out there. <laughs> yeah. When we we're just talking about cafes and people putting the stuff up, this you know, there's a lot of talented people as well. Yeah. One of the things that was interesting about I, I worked in the gallery at the same time that my uh, show was up, so I could see what people's reactions were when they came in, and some of the highlights were having young kids come in. In particular, a couple stand out with two mm. young black guys at different times that came in that were really. Um, and, you know, genuinely moved by the work and genuinely inspired. Yeah. Like they were literally going, oh my God, did you do this? You really did this? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This has made my day. <laughs> ah, this is what I do. And, and, you know, and they show me their stuff and it's like, oh, cool. oh my God, I never see work like this. This is like, and how did you get the show? And, the, you know, it was like, and I realized like, oh, I'm actually can be like a mentor now. Right, you know, because I was used to being the young up and coming, but now I'm telling this, you know, seventeen, eighteen year old kid yeah. who who's like, you know, seen away through what I've done, you know. Yeah, that's and cool. And it it was really wow, like touching and kind of like cool, like because I know that I, I he was responding in a pure way, you know. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, there is ways these days that whether you're doing whatever your art form is, but there's social media like things go viral all the time and there are people out there that are looking for the emerging artist the next youtube sensation mm-hmm. oh, yeah. the next justin bieber you know like the you know why are those tv shows so successful successful the voice and the mm-hmm. america's got talent and all that sort of stuff because like there is a whole industry out there looking for you and your talent and so to make you the next overnight success yeah so you got to get really savvy with your uh with your uh social media and you know get an audience and and post stuff that 
makes people feel good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's well, so funny. It's, it's a, you know, we didn't have that 10, 15 years ago, you know. No. So for a 17-year-old oh kid, they're living in an interesting time, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I always click on a, articles that say, you know, 10 emerging women artists, and I'll look at their birth dates, and it's like 1993. <laughs> it's like, <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> 1980 or 1989 or something. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, so there's... There's people kicking ass of all ages and generations. Yeah. Did you hear any? Um, did you hear any low lights? Was that super weird and awkward to hear? Did you get any low lights by people? Coming oh, I in did actually. I had. I, like, I had. Oh, a, did they know you? Obviously, they didn't know you were the artist. Um, yeah. That, Hopefully. The, on this one day, I had, I had uh, two people come in one after the other, and I ended up just going home early. The first woman walked in like typical New Yorker 30 something with a boyfriend trailing five steps behind because yeah, she yeah. was so dominating with one of those like oh my god voices you yeah, know yeah. and I had this portrait of a girl up that I you know I kind of was my favorite painting and it's a it's a of a model that I shot in Paris specifically so I could paint it and she's like who is this girl I'm like oh she's a model that I painted no who is she what the hell happened to her and I'm like what do you mean she's broken has she been raped? What the hell's wrong with her? What? And she's making this scene in the gallery and I'm standing there. I don't know what to say to this woman. She's like, oh my God, she is disturbed. Look at her eyes. She's broken. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And then she turns to me and she goes, I have to meet her. I have to meet her. Oh my Who is God. she? I have to meet her. I'm like, uh, I don't think you can meet her because she's in Paris. But okay. And then she just walked out. Oh my God. And so I was strange. just like. I couldn't believe that she was getting, picking up off this, what I thought was quite a serene picture. <laughs> this person right, right, has right, been right. raped and violated and is sitting there broken. It's kind of cool though. Like, I know, it was kind of, of it was kind, kind of, of cool, cool but at the same time, I was just like, what the hell just happened? And yeah. then following that, this stoner dude walks in with like dreadlocks and he walks up and I'm sitting in front of the desk and there's all these collage works of mine behind me mm -hmm. and he's like, is this college work? Is this college art? And I'm like, college art oh you mean collage yeah this is collage he goes no some college kid did this right mm. and i was like <laughs> <laughs> bye i think i'm going home early today i've had enough i was just like because it's, it's similar to getting up on stage and singing you are putting out something of yourself yeah, and yeah. you know it's it is you know you're opening yourself up for people to judge and people love to judge people right. love to have an opinion and their mm -hmm. opinion is you know they don't even realize it's a, just an opinion it's just the way that it is yeah, exactly. the way the world an is. Opinion. i'm telling you how it is and yeah. it's like oh my god so yeah but i didn't you know that was that was the most negative and they weren't that negative you know yeah that's that's not too bad no. i mean the one is this college it's just more it's just kind of rude but there were a lot yeah. of people, a lot of disaffected artists w wandering the streets of of Manhattan looking to find ways to have their work shown. And yeah. so, like, uh, you know, of the people that would come in the gallery on any given day, there'd be, like, 50% of them are artists asking whether they can, right. I can look at their work and whether they can show here. And luckily I was able to say that this is a gallery dedicated to New Zealand artists, so that kind <laughs> of, like, avoided me from judging their work. But some of them, particularly sad old women, <laughs> there's a few 
few there's like a whole I can visualize about seven of them these kind of like almost look tramp like looking women that you know they'd just get angry and they'd start going but a bit nuts and I'd be like thinking shit how am I going to get them out of here like about angry about what? Well, you didn't even look at my work, and oh. you know why, why would you discriminate against me? But like right. this, it's like, well, it's not discrimination. It's just it's a New Zealand gallery. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, just a thing. It's just it's, it's not it's not not a thing. It's, it's just yeah, a thing. <laughs> oh god! And then they come back like two weeks later, as if that had never happened, and go through <laughs> the same thing again. <laughs> I'm just be like, oh god! But it's that New York thing, like people. People, there's a lot of kind of nutsy people that are walking around. It's quite funny. Yeah, in their small world. Yeah. In this big world. I had a picture of Patty Smith up in, in my portraits, and I had a few people come in and tell me anecdotes about Patty back in the day, oh, like cool. older artsy people and yeah, interesting people. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Um, I want to hear a little bit about shooting fashion in Paris. Shooting fashion in Paris, yeah. Because yeah, well, I've seen some of your pictures, they're amazing. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, I was lucky to work with some great people. Like, I had a great makeup artist, Serena Forgia, so I worked with a lot, and a great stylist, uh, Mari Revolu, who, um, yeah, just like believed in me and were really stoked to work with me. And, yeah. and you kind of have to have part of working in fashion is having a personality that allows you to kind of. Um, work in a team you know because fashion does attract diva type behavior yeah, yeah, yeah and um you know when you when you're in a photo shoot you've got a model you've got the clothes you've got the location and you kind of need to collaborate on uh making making a look that's going to be cool you know and there's all sort of subtle references that yeah. you might have in your library of you know fashion images that you've seen in your lifetime but you need to have somebody that uh you can sort of say yeah, no, I don't think that's working, even though they just spent 45 minutes doing a whole makeup right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> without them having to break down about it because it's just, you know, you just need to get on with it. So, yeah, I was really lucky to um, to create beautiful images and uh, definitely paying some respect to those ladies because they, they, they know what they're doing as well. They've got access to incredible clothes and, yeah, you know, yeah. and I, I was, you know, you get – you start taking some good images and then the modeling agencies will let you use their top girls, you know. In the beginning, they'll give you the the new newbies who've never yeah. been shot before and, yeah, then, yeah. you know. But in the end, they, I had some of the top agencies like... Is there a big difference between working with those types of girls? Oh, those, absolutely. Those the beginning and the... Yeah. I mean, really, analyzing fashion photography at the end of it, you'd have to be... As long as you know how to light something... You'd have to be dumb not to take a good photo because right. the the models that they I don't even, I hardly need to direct them. They just start posing. They just start working it like nobody's business. Like I worked with mostly East European girls. I mean, I worked with girls from all over the world, but the majority of them were, and they're just you know they're freaks of nature. They're not they're not all on diets and exercise regimes. They just happen to be six foot tall and really 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 slim and yeah. ridiculously good looking. Yeah. Um. And, you know, they're little babies without their makeup on and everything as right. well. I think I'd be a terrible m model scout because many times I've had the models turn up and I'm like, oh, my God, is she the model? Like, right. she looks like she's 12. And <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's being able to see what's going to be, uh, what the canvas is, you know, yeah. like what I can do with that canvas, like how they're going to photograph for one. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because photogenic is not the same as regular beautiful. Yeah, you know, totally. like this, I, 
you know, I know some really, really beautiful people who don't photograph particularly well. Yeah. A lot of it is about the way that the planes, the shadows that are cast off your nose and your eye sockets or in your mouth, you know, or the planes of your face. Yeah. Like a, a shorter, flatter nose tends to be less imposing and, you know, makes the eyes bigger and stuff like that. Oh, really? Whereas in, in reality, you might see a woman with a strong, prominent nose who's absolutely stunning, you know. Um, but, but, the, yeah, but, then but the photograph, photograph casts yeah. a heavy, you know, a shadow from the from the strong nose and then that's not so attractive oh. an image, you know. Oh, that's interesting. And it's, it's different again from um, telegenic, which pe- people on moving, on celluloid, you know, moving image can be very, very photogenic. And I've met a few guys that, actors who are, you know, quite hunky on screen and that I've seen them. Off stage, and I'm there. They're, they're totally dweeby. There's nothing. Oh, there's nothing sexy or virile about them at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. But but on, you know, before I met them and watching them on, you know, moving image, it was like, wow, you're amazing. You know, that's but, funny. So I think that's also why a lot of short, short men, like Tom Cruise, and you know, look so sort of hunky and good, but they're actually quite tiny in real real life. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But yeah, the fashion scene. I mean, in Paris. I mean, Paris is the fashion capital of the world. I love the French style. All the great, you know, high-end brands are coming out of there. Right. I mean, there's great brands all over the world, but Paris tends to concentrate on it. But yeah, it's another thing. Like there's uh, levels to um, plateaus that you've got to kind of break through to get to the next level and have access to and all that sort of stuff and is, is that helping you here because not because i you know you i mean i've got a, the other day like i'm hot i want to i want i'm hot to do this again i need to yeah i need to photograph so are you able to how come i guess simple question is why can't you go to sort of the agencies around new york and say you know well, to even get pedigree somebody to answer an email or you know mm. give you a Everything is about being able to be seen by somebody in the business and yeah. they are getting solicited by, apparently there's 50,000 photographers in the New York area yeah. trying to crack it and, you know, five, you know, I don't doubt even 5% of them are f- full-time working, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, at the same time they do want to cultivate new talent but, you know, it tends to be one of those sort of inside jobs where you need to be introduced by somebody and validated by somebody. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's sort of... So, yeah, I mean, I spent three days emailing yeah. <laughs> people and got zero response. And then somebody knew somebody who knew somebody. And next thing you know, I've got an interview at, you know, Condé Nast in oh, the sweet. World Trade Center and for GQ and Allure magazine, you know. That's coming up? Oh, that's something that I did in the, you know, in the first, when I first got here. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of impressive, but yeah, I mean, so. But that t- speaks a lot for, that's all it is. Yeah, yeah I mean, can, obviously they saw. You can knock saw, on doors all day, Yeah. If, if someone with the bigger hand knocks on the door, it's like, yeah. oh, come on in. I mean, they saw my book and they loved, they loved it and da, 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 but are they going to think of me when right. a job comes up, you right. know? So that's the next step that you got to mm-hmm. get through. And then, you know, you've got to not mess that job up or be easy to work with. Or I don't know, it's, it's hard because it's so many variables. Yeah. So many variables and it's quite hard to get clients and have them stick with you and because ultimately they're after the new thing after a while, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think, like, 
you know, all, Vogue and I, I, like I heard Harper's Bazaar just did a thing where they fired all their regular photographers because they created this new uh, contract where what used to happen because like, I, I, I'll shoot celebrities for example shoot uh, what? I'm sorry. I, I shoot celebrities oh, yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. so a magazine will contact me we've got this singer or this actor mm-hmm. promoting this film can you be at this place at this time and you've got 30 minutes with the person to take photos great okay but I'm also on the list of Vogue portraitists. So Paris Vogue will send me an email saying, we need a photo of Viggo Mortensen. And do you have one? And oh, I might have shot him for that other magazine and I can use an outtake from that, you know, mm, where I shot mm-hmm. 500 photos and I can resell it to Vogue. Great, easy money. But Harper's Bazaar's created this thing now where you shoot for them and they own the rights to the photos forever so they can on sell the pictures but that's your copyright yeah so i've got a a, a guy i know a top kiwi photographer who um who was you know really big in the 90s and shot a lot of like Liv tyler courtney love and all the you know his all the celebrities and supermodels he was earning fifty thousand us dollars just on the relicensing of a celebrity images that he's taken oh my God, every yeah. month from doing nothing oh. so passive income so it's like this you know great kind of you know patrimony that you create for yourself yeah. um but now there you know there's so little money in magazines that harper's bazaars so yeah. like all of the their main big name photographers that they've worked with have said stuff that we're not doing that and left but it's yeah the game is a, there's a squeeze going on you know yeah, and yeah. now any like you know 16 year old with a iphone can take photos you know yeah and the right filter and they look yeah, amazing they, yeah yeah they really so, can look amazing uh, the, the the way that fashion photography used to be is changing like they used to at the at the top end if if you got a big campaign they might you know they might give you three days to cast the girl they might send you to a location for 10 days to shoot the location and now they now they you know they've chosen the girl you might not have even seen her they'll send you there they've got three days to shoot it plus you've got like a couple of video people over your shoulder shooting your images <laughs> it's kind of actually disconcerting when you're a photographer and there's yeah. somebody shooting your shoot because they're basically getting on camera the image that you're creating on stills yeah and what they want to do is they want to put that out to give a teaser so they already put your image out there before yeah. you've even finished the image yeah, yeah, yeah. and and it kind of just devalues the whole thing a little bit i mean you understand that the client wants to make you know the most kind of buzz about their product right. as possible but yeah there was a the, the golden days are over <laughs> yeah that's a seems like that with a lot of industry like that a lot of art industry but you can sort of understand it like the money like the magazine industry is yeah it's know, not it's not going very well yeah, it's hurting so yeah they're not Although spending like somebody tell this is a slight a slight aside but zach said he somebody told him that, that he got <laughs> he knew an actor somebody knew an actor who just did a job who got a hundred thousand dollar um what do you call it um I think not just for the job. I think got paid for the job, but then you know how they like give you the li- the licensing for a year yeah. to use the image because it's different oh, yeah, from yeah. The actually right, right. the work that you do to shoot the commercial. But mm-hmm. then the licensing of your image, he got a hundred thousand dollars for the year, for, and that and it, for just to be able to use his image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like a big ad or something because that that yeah. those sort of 
fees don't exist in Europe. Or they probably oh, yeah. do for like supermodels doing L'Oreal jobs, but not for right. just, you know, oh, I'm going to raise a commercial or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that was like, oh, imagine that. Imagine getting a hundred grand. You shoot a you shoot a job for three days and get a hundred grand for the rights. One of those guys. Hello, B. He's curious. We got a B visitor. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be so great. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Instead of like, I did a, I did a, uh, I was an extra. In the movie. And oh, yeah. Like, Here's your 75 bucks. Thanks. Oh, yeah. See you later. Cool. <laughs> <In> cash. <laughs> cool. At least <laughs> like I was there like eight hours. Oh, my God. Yeah. Really? There you go. I know. It's, it's terrible. I mean, all of, the, all of the things, domains that I'm in, photography and music and painting, painting less, but there are domains that people think, oh, your job's fun, so mm-hmm. can you just do it to, for us for free? Yeah, you know, yeah. like I've shot so many friends' albums, covers, and promo photos, and you know, reality is, even if they gave me a hundred bucks, that would still help me out. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not a lot of money for what I charge commercially, but um, yeah, I've, I've come to really believe in this sort of exchange thing, and um, that it's okay if you don't have a lot of money, but you should try and um, do something that you know that recognizes yeah, that effort. I've just, you know, yeah. a friend of mine who's a great photographer, she just took some photos of Zach for his headshots for modeling and she was happy to do it and she'd do it for free, but I, I'm going to give her a piece of my collage art because, mm. you know, they were, they were up for, I don't know, three, 300 bucks in the gallery that, you know, it would cost more than that to get somebody to do headshots of Zach. So yeah, yeah. that's a just, you know, yep. cycle and, I guess I'm I'm into it now because I've, I've felt so ripped off, you know, yeah. over the years. Just like I don't know, it's it's a real fight sometimes, and particularly being uh, a woman and not particularly a pragmatic person. I'm I'm much more in the dreamy, idealistic side of life. You know, I, I had to learn the hard way how to do business because people just yeah they think they can pull one over you they will you know yeah. if they can if they can renege on whatever you agreed to to pay in the beginning because now they've decided that they you know it's like oh god the amount of times that i got burnt it right. kind of actually diminished my desire to go f- further i think i've had moments where i thought if i hadn't have had all those crappy things happen then i or at least if i had a support network or a, a dad or somebody that could sort of tell me no nah, that's not right because I didn't know what to do you know I was yeah. just by myself and yeah. then a little intimidated here and yeah there and then there. I sort of just took it and then you feel like you've just been walked on and yeah and then this becomes it sets up a fear for the next time that you do get into a but the, the stuff actually happens all the time disputes about you know prices and images and stuff like that it's really uh it's really a minefield. <laughs> it is. I hate the money side of just about everything. I know. Yeah. Even even record contracts and you know, uh, it's all it's all hard. It's all the hard yeah. stuff. I have a fr- I have a friend who's in the in the music industry as well, and he was he was saying, uh, stay away. Like referring to Bella, like just mm. keep her away from you know things like those shows. Mm. You know the the music TV shows, the voice, and all those things. He's just like you know, get her, keep nowhere near those things. They just you sign your life away, mm. like forever. They own you, and they own everything you ever do. Mm. 
type stuff, you know. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah. pretty broad and vague, but the, the concept was there. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it is possible. I mean, yeah, there's people that, there's people that I know that I really thought that they were going to make it and they kind of did, but kind of didn't. Mm. And, and at the time you think it's the, the best thing in the world that can happen to you but I don't know that it is you yeah. know um, that there is a real yeah y- your song's the biggest song and played around the world for you know that year or whatever and especially when you're really young how do you make your life after that you right. know if you've peaked at 20 or yeah totally. um, well, and then there's also a lifestyle we were we were talking about it yesterday we were hanging out and um, she was talking about the, you know, Lynn, the guy, mm, the, Lynn Manuel Miranda, um, the Hamilton guy. Yeah, Hamilton guy. She said that he tweeted something like he got his car got chased for like two blocks by fans. Right. You know, and she yeah. and he's and his his comment was very human. Yeah. You know, it was just like yeah. that. Like, don't do that. To yeah, me. yeah, yeah. You know, like I'm all set. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And, uh, and her comment was like, you know, yeah, like I don't. She as much as she wants to be in the business and yeah. and wants a certain amount of fame and wants yeah. a certain amount of you know attention and mm-hmm. and uh, I guess that translates to uh, um, listeners and yeah, yeah, appreciation. Yeah. Appreciation, yeah, that's what I was looking yeah. for. And then um, she's like, I don't want that kind of fame. No. Like I want to be able to go out to dinner. Yeah, well, you I know? think there's people that caught that. I mean, there's different ways of dealing with it. I mean, I'm not, I've never, I've never been famous, so I don't know, but I, I'm just, I've, I've known a few people that have cracked it and have had mm. that and it must be a trip, you yeah. know, it must be like when you smoke weed when you're 14 and you get really paranoid, except yeah. <laughs> you're not stoned and it never yeah. goes away. Yeah, exactly, but it doesn't like wear <laughs> off. It's like, oh my God, is everybody looking at me? Do I have toilet paper on my back of my shoe? <laughs> Why is that? Why is that person over there looking at me? Oh my god! Oh my god! Did they hear what I said? Oh my god! <laughs> they know what I'm thinking. I know they know what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, like I don't. I don't think I'd like that. No, I don't. It's too. I, too it's funny because I, I wanted it when like I was that. a kid, and it was pre all of this. You know, now we're in a culture of the Kardashians, and you know, to be to be famous, to be famous is mm. the best thing that so many of these kids are aspiring to. Yeah. You know, but. That's also why I said that I don't know what it is the best thing that could happen. Yeah. I mean, I guess if I've ever wanted to be famous, it's to be... Well, I guess if you're an artist, it means that your work is appreciated yeah. by a larger audience. And also you get access to work with the kind of people yeah, that I dream about working totally with, cool, which yeah. is what I kind of imagine. And maybe some of that ego-stroking stuff would be pretty good as well. Yeah. But now I'm so glad that that wasn't the case because, I don't know, I mean... I don't think I would have handled it very well, right. you know. Uh, sometimes it's hard enough to deal with life being not, <laughs> being with nobody watching you, yeah. let alone, um, you everybody. know, being, yeah, everybody knowing who you who you shagged and yeah. that loser that you went out with or that he dumped you and cheated on you or yeah, all this, yeah. you know, all the rotten things that you the go rumors. through. The rumors. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, oh, he beat her up. Yeah, I like, know. No, no, he didn't. No, we saw I know. Yeah, I wouldn't like I it. know. But I mean, if you look at some actors, for for example, there's plenty of people that, um, you know, like Charlie's they're on, let's just take, I, I don't, I, I follow celebrity news all the time. Mm-hmm. I very rarely see photos of her. Of Apart who, which one? Charlie's they're on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because she's not running around like Lindsay Lohan looking to get, yeah. you know, shot. And, um, yeah, there's people that do it with dignity, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but it is yeah, what it I is. Do, I do feel like you could, that's what I would picture, you know, if myself doing, just sort of doing it with um, uh, a certain amount of uh, still comfort level. Like, I'm just still going to go out and be yeah. gracious. And, you know, someone comes up, you're just like, yeah, hey, how you doing? Cool, thanks. I think the reality is, in my philosophical musings, is that we always want something else and we always think that when we get there, then we'll be happy, but no amount of money or fame or success, Mm. that just brings up another set of problems and variables. Like There was was a time when I was looking forward to coming to Brooklyn and I was sort of like projecting that, oh, and when I get here and then I'm going to feel like this and it's all going to be better, or when I didn't have a husband and a child and I was Mm. nearing 40 and I'm thinking, holy shit. Is it, am I going to miss out? And oh my God, if I just had a child and now every day I'm just like, oh my God, having a child so hard. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. just like, it's all, you know, it's all just, I mean, if you do have that sort of fame and success, you also have a, you're probably quite busy. Mm-hmm. People want something from you all the time. You never yeah, have any time for yourself. Yeah, you don't know, you know who to trust. Yeah. Who's like at really least with friend. today in my life, I can, you know, I can have a, I can have a lay down for half an hour if I'm, you know, not feeling great in the afternoon or if I just want to, you know, chill and then get back up or, you know, start painting at 11 o'clock at night if I want to or yeah. um, there's, uh, the value, the freedom of my life is what I like the most. Yeah. But. Who are some of the, uh, um, who, who are some of the, uh, so I want to ask you, the, um, some of the uh, musicians that you most liked working with, you said you liked the opportunity to work with some um, well, heroes. It's more the people that are people that are a lot of a lot of the people that I played music with were men who were on average fifteen years older than me. Mm. So when I was in my mid twenties, I like around thirty, let's say, I was, I was doing. So they were all sort of 45, nearing 50. Yeah. And they had played music throughout their whole lives. So their yeah. ability to do whatever they were doing with their, their instrument, plus they'd been in many different bands. And so I was kind of, I, I was never formally trained in music and, um, you know, I can't, I can't really give you names of people that, that you'd know, but um, I'm thinking of the various bassists and drummers and clavier uh, keyboardists and and even just you know I'd come up with an idea of like a let's do a three part harmony on this and uh, I'd, and I'd do the part that I'm thinking and they'd just come in straight away and it'd right, be done right, or right. Um, yeah having having being considered an equal also amongst people that are so much more knowledgeable and talented and them listening to me and doing what I am suggesting and having it work or you know translating what I'm trying to express through the musical ability that I don't have to say this is what I'm, you know to show you what I'm thinking I'm thinking of an arpeggio that goes a bit like this yeah um th- those were really great moments because it's like being able to work with that experience yeah just yeah, having talent. people that are that talented like the collective amount of skill and talent from you know the six people in the room right now um we amazing you know we had a guy who mixed our um um album who was the mixer of the air you know the french band air mm, no. they did an album that was quite famous called moon safari in about 1999 i think right 
anyway, uh, it, there was a, there was a big movement called the French Touch around the two thousands that that had a various pop hits from Daft Punk, Air, um, Mojo, mm. um, of which most of those guys I kind of got to know or people that work with them and you know um, that was a great honour you know working with people that are on the cutting edge of that French sound you know Um, so yeah like particularly coming from New Zealand where uh, there's quite a good music scene there now but in the 90s before I left I didn't feel like there was there was a few dotted people who had a career but there wasn't kind of people didn't really go out to see live music and if you said you wanted to be a singer you must be a show off or you know so mm. that that uh, made it very difficult for me to thrive or feel like I could thrive and yeah. when I went to France straight away people liked what I was doing and wanted to be a part of it and help me out so that was refreshing yeah that was that was pretty awesome yeah that is awesome so now the plan here in Brooklyn, bring it all together, except music. Yeah, I don't but know. I'm still trying to figure out my plan. I I was really grateful to have the validation of selling paintings and yeah, being I shown that as a painter. Yeah, I was really painting. cool too. I was, I was watching that and I thought that was pretty cool. I was really psyched when I saw like a couple yeah, of things Yeah, I felt like sold. the universe was, like, was, was... Yeah, exactly. Especially since I'd always said to myself... I wanted to be a painter full time by the time I'm 40 and I turned 40 um, last year. But yeah. Um, yeah, and actually, when I first got to the States, somebody scouted me and asked me to come to New York to show in late October last year as well. So, uh, yeah, I'd really like to do that. Although, painting is probably the hardest thing that I've done. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really hard. <laughs> it looks really hard. I mean, it's, it's, it's easy to draw if you've got drawing skills, which I do, but it's not about showing off how well you can draw it's yeah. about com- knowing the great you know body of work that's been produced in art history and then trying to add something to it it's overwhelming yeah. you know it's trying to do something that is uh uniquely my style and you know that's not di- directly too derivative of anybody else's and finding your voice finding your style when i have so many interests you know like right. with I do a lot of collage. I do a lot of uh, photographic fusion. I, you know, it's I, I like the photographic fusion stuff. Yeah, is that what you would call that? Um, the big one over your over like that table that looks like. Oh uh, yeah, it that yeah. Like, it's um, it's um those glass domes. Yeah, yeah. I'm quite into that. Oh man, that's such a beautiful piece. Uh, I'm yeah. glad you like it. Yeah, yeah I'm really. Cool. I really love that piece too. I I had visualized that for years, for decades. <laughs> Funny. I, actually, because I've, I've been cooking it, I'm very into like projecting my reality and creating it yeah. it's, I don't I'm definitely not a person who's stumbling through life and oh I'm just oh I just happened to make an album like right. I know people that are yeah and I'm envious of them yeah. I have plotted yeah. this whole thing out I I started plotting to go to France when I was seven years old I decided that uh, I was going to um, be a photographer first not a painter first because I didn't know anybody that was making any money off painting mm-hmm. but I knew I could make some money off photography while I figured out what I wanted to really do and then I finally, you know, knew that I wanted to be a singer-songwriter. and But then the photography would help me earn my money while I was doing mm-hmm. that, which it did. Mm-hmm. And then, but I didn't really want to be a singer-songwriter beyond 40. This is all me imagining how I'm yeah, going to be yeah. at, like, 
you and know, when I'm 13, 14 exactly years old. how it all went. And now it's like, yeah, and I want to be a painter full-time by the time I'm 40. Yeah. So. And so you're, you're, I think you were going to say you do sort of the same thing with pieces of art. You sort of visualize them? like with Yeah, that so of, I've been trying you to... You see th- it in your head before yeah. you see it on the canvas, kind of? Is that... Oh, I, I had been plotting and thinking since I was about 14 that maybe my thing in art would be some kind of fusion between photography and mm. painting. And there's a few people have done it, but it really hasn't been done that much. And the piece that you're referring to is all um, ha- like it's shot on film camera and it's pr- hand printed. I made the prints myself. Oh, so cool. in an age where people like, um, even if you shot something on film today, they scan the negative and print it on an inkjet printer it doesn't get printed on photographic right. paper anymore i mean uh, it can but it, but 90 percent of what yeah. is so it's almost lost that art form yeah. so it's almost like why take the film yeah if they're going to do it that way so i printed those photographs they're one-offs yeah um oh, i deliberately wow. printed them at different ratios so yeah. that some are darker and some yeah. are lighter and then i manipulated them with ink um with shellac and yeah, it becomes something that can't be reproduced. It's right. it's a one-off piece of art, which yeah. should give it more value because it's kind of handmade, you know. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I was really pleased with how that came What's out. What's under the dome? It's a skeleton of a bird. Uh, okay, but I, I like, yeah, I go to natural history museums all over the world and shoot whatever they've got there, usually mm-hmm. with my Leica, where we're talking about f-stops the other day it's Mm -hmm. got a really it's got a 1.4 so Mm -hmm. it can shoot in really low low light and uh and i like i like a a lot of grain in my film so i shoot with that 3200 film which is great which is made for museums in low light situations and uh wow i wonder what something blew up over the road oh nothing nothing to see here (laughs) (laughs) nothing to see here people it's oh, an explosion. Hope it wasn't, or hope it wasn't a gunshot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, guns. Let's not go into guns. No, no. Um, yeah, no, my, a friend of mine took me to Vienna. He had a job there and he took me along and they have got the most amazing natural history museum there. It's like exactly how it would have been in, I think it was building in the 1700s. Mm. Vienna's actually a really quite amazing place. Kind of cold because it's got the um, sort of communist, austere German thing going on about it, you know. It's a bit regimented and everything, but um, yeah, the Natural History Museum is incredible. Is that where that picture was taken? I'm pretty sure. I've I've taken at so many different ones that I can't be absolutely sure, but I'm pretty sure that that, that's where that was. That's cool. But I, I like skeletons and. I'm surprised that thing. Has it been for sale? Yeah, yeah, it almost sold a few oh times. God, I'm, I'm surprised it hasn't. It was a bit on the pricey end. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> but then again, I'm not. I'm not sad that it didn't, because I love. I'm happy to keep hold of it for a bit right, longer. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because like there was no bartering. You're like, yeah. no, it's either way yeah. worth it or I'm keeping it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I. I I go through cycles with loving the work. You know, there's some that I'm happy to sell straight away, and mm. then some that I'm happy to hold on to, mm. and then. I just put up a bunch of new work for sale and I, and I some things that I thought that I wanted to keep forever, but now I'm kind of ready. I'm sick of them. I'm ready to let them go. Yeah. yeah. No, you've got some good pieces up in the apartment. Yeah, I've got quite a few in storage and I need to create some more. My next thing is I'm going to get a series of women to sit for me all in that same chair downstairs that oh, I shot cool. Bella in. Yeah. All right. Uh. 
and do like I don't know all in the same size and format and kind of present them together. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I need to start. <laughs> I need to get somebody to come and sit still for two hours. Yeah. Are you gonna take pictures of her up here before we go? Yeah. yeah. If we don't get too burnt. I know. If we can get her to come back up. That's awesome. We need to get a picture of this. Yeah. Of this happening. Where's it? I can take a picture of you and you can take a picture of me. What about the um, timer situation? I don't know. No? I don't know if I feel very comfortable about putting it on that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that rickety ledge. Yeah, that rickety ledge. My $5,000 camera. Yeah, right. Um, Well, cool, man. This has been really cool. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yes. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Take a photo of you. Take the lens cap off. Yeah, yeah. Show your professionalism. I'm one of those people that don't photograph well. I don't know. Let me be the the judge of that. Uh, It's not automatic. (laughs) It's just point and shoot. It's point and shoot. Although I should put that. It's not autofocus. I have to warn you, I'm a very good photographer. Don't get jealous. <laughs> uh, there you go, we can put them together. Make a collage. Make, Make put a, some shellac what? on it. Yeah. <laughs> Paint over it. Multiply it and sell it for a million dollars. A million dollars. <laughs> it's a bargain. There's, there's a, I think that was a Steve Martin comedy routine and a... He was, he was talking about having an idea and the beginning of his idea is first you get a million dollars. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to have a boyfriend that said, we all have a, like a million dollar idea every day. And every day that I was with him, this was like when I was 19, he'd, 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 he'd <laughs> come up with these stupid ideas that he sincerely thought were going to get him a million dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, welcome to my world. Oh, my God. I've just had the, uh, the best idea. What about a toothbrush that self toothpastes? It's <laughs> <laughs> a million dollar idea. I, and, you know, like <laughs> the first funny. one, you're like, oh, that's a great idea. And then, yeah. like, there'd be two or three every day, and you'd just be like, oh my God. Yeah. It's like, we're, or the. Just do it. Do you remember the Gremlins movie with the yeah. dad who had yeah. the ice? The, yeah, reminded me of him a bit. I worked with a guy who had a, his million-dollar uh, toothbrush idea. He had the same thing. He's like, I have the best idea. You know how when you're brushing your teeth and the water goes down your hand and it makes you crazy? Yeah. So he wanted to design a toothbrush that had a little flare, literally a physical plastic ramp <laughs> underneath the brush part that would deflect the water away from your hands. It wouldn't run down your hand. I don't have the problem. I've never had it run down my hand. Yeah, it, I didn't consider it like a, a, a massive real? solving need. <laughs> someone's got to fix this problem or else yeah (laughs) I actually saw a thing on Facebook the other day where somebody presented like the compiler it's like a gadgets website of so like the best of 2015 or something and it was like a compilation of all these demos of these incredible gadgets like Like inventions yeah Yeah, like one after the other and I was just like holy shit like it's like they had a that, that idea in itself is brilliant. Just <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the, uh, yeah. Presentation was. of those was, ideas. Uh, there was like at least three or four people that are developing kind of rocket launcher things where you, where you um, kind of like you know have a jet ba- pack on your back and yeah, you can sort of yeah, take yeah, off yeah. and fly yeah. a bit. Right. Um, and 
uh, quite a few uh, the rest of them that stuck with me were all screens so you know in those futuristic futuristic movies where screens are projected onto into thin air and you move oh, stuff yeah, around yeah, with yeah. your hands oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. you know people were doing that and one of them was um projected in a ca- on a car window while you're driving oh yeah brilliant That's and, <laughs> but it was like see it was not on on the actual de- um through the windscreen the front windscreen it was on the side window mm-hmm. but yeah it was pretty uh pretty trippy that what kind of world are we living in it's all gonna ramp up oh yeah it is another thing that i saw that i thought you would like but and i commented on it when i posted it but it was in the Netherlands, they've co- created this first village, which is completely self-contained in that I do, I do they grow their own vegetables something. and all the compost and all the waste that comes from this thing, is a, you know, and then the, and that waste powers the energy. And, mm. and, and within this, you know, 10,000-person uh, community, it's all completely, you know, mm-hmm. regenerated. And I'm watching it and I'm going, this is brilliant. And then I thought... How can we have already gone to the moon and not have figured out how I to know. do this for ourselves? I like, know. it's ridiculous. Yeah. We are so disturbing. Well, well yeah, there's no race. money in it. There's no money in that. But th- there is money. There's money to be saved for us. Right. To not pay yeah. the power bill, you know, 180 bucks a month. Yeah, but there's, yeah. It's, but the power company. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Yep. I mean, and, you know, we've, we're completely disconnected from where food comes from. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you forget that you can, you know, when you're throwing out the seeds, like I was throwing the seeds out from the melon or from the pumpkin, it's like, or the squash, that's what, I could just put those in soil and they'd grow me more pumpkins. That's right. You never think about that. No, put them in the trash with your plastic. Did you ever see that guy... Um, that was Jamie Oliver, who's a British chef, mm-hmm. who did that thing on the kids in America. Who it was the sugar? He, he went. He went. He did one that was like going to the fattest town in, in mm, America, mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, way down south. Yeah, say, they were very happy about him. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Who didn't know what vegetables were? That's it. That's yeah. the one where they showed them yeah. the vegetables. That was literally, literally disturbing. didn't know like yeah. like the end like, to us I, the most bit like yeah. broccoli. Yeah, had never yeah. seen it. Didn't know what yeah. it was. Yeah, very disturbing. Very disturbing. Yeah. We're lucky that, well, you know, enjoy good food. Yeah, and get to eat it. Yeah, veggies are where it's at. Veggies and fruit. Yeah, I love it. Well, there's so much good stuff. Anyway, we could go on forever. I know. Well, we better wrap it up. We got a long drive ahead of us, and we're both probably getting cooked out here. Yeah. But it's been lovely. This is so nice. Thanks, Chris. This is pretty cool. All right, Claire, love you. Yeah, high five. Yeah, until next time. All right, cheers. <laughs>